0: Welcome to Women Unfiltered, a podcast empowering women to step into their authentic selves every damn day. I'm Lynn Calloway, an entrepreneur, wife, mother, and a woman in tech.
1: And I'm Brig Grebel, a rescue mom, health and wellness enthusiast, musician, and also a woman in tech. Join us on this journey as we navigate our friendship, identity, and differences and challenge you to do the same. Welcome back to Women Unfiltered, episode four. We're going to get into some really great stuff. Lynn, just want to do a pulse check, see how your week went. Uh, it's obviously been a few weeks since we've recorded and we're kind of, uh, we launched the website, at WTF, and wrapping up, editing all of the episodes that we've done to date. And so really excited about that to get those launched. Yes. Yeah,
0: the, the site is up. It is live. It is, it is for real. <laughs> it is a thing. We're
1: holding ourselves accountable to launching this January, 2021. So I think that's the best thing in terms of us. You know, if anyone has a passion project or a side hustle or whatever, something that you want to do on the side, like set a deadline for yourself, mm-hmm. and announce it to the world. Cause like,
0: The pressure's
1: on. Yeah, like you could definitely like set a deadline for yourself, but no one else knows. And then obviously like if you pass that deadline, you just kind of feel bad to yourself about it. But when other people are now like, we can't wait for the episode, so excited. And you start planning recording with other guests for episodes. It's like, you got to get your shit together. Yeah. yeah. So we're getting our shit together, (laughs) y'all. We're really excited about it. But yes, Lynn, how did your... How did last week go for you? How are, well, how are you feeling?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Outside of the fact that my allergies are kicking my butt, I have such a stuffy nose. I sound like Dark Vader, but... Um... <laughs>
1: I think it's Darth Darth Vader. Is it
0: Darth? Oh,
1: it's Darth Vader. There we go. That,
0: that <laughs> is
1: maybe. that is what happens.
0: <laughs> that is what happens when you don't get into the bed until like four in the morning, oh and you're like, yes. you're absolutely right. It is Darth Darth Vader. I cannot talk today, <laughs> but yeah, it went really well. My allergies are kicking my butt, and I was like, t- what I was saying was I was texting Bree, you mm-hmm. last night, like Bree, we're gonna have to push this back because like
1: it was three. 30 in the morning. It was. <laughs> I'm
0: like I, I can't breathe. I can't breathe out of my nose.
1: And of course, I'm also awake at that time. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, let's let's push it back.
0: Yeah. So cedar fever here apparently is a really serious thing here in it Texas. Is. So just sipping on my tea and relaxing, and, and just ready to kick this week off.
1: What about yourself? So it's <laughs> last week was interesting. You know, I'm grateful every day for having a job currently, but the big elephant in the room right now is that being a contractor with a big tech company, I think it's a federal law that you can only contract up to two years straight with the same company. And so my contract has been extended and extended and the looming two-year deadline is March 4th for me. So I have to find another role and that's currently what I'm trying to do. And so I revamped my resume. I I sent it over to um, one of my really good friends here in Austin, Caitlin Rockwood. She's amazing. Shout out, Caitlin. And she is a recruiter. Um, She was in the pharmaceutical space. She had worked for Google before that. And she actually just landed a job, a new job during a pandemic uh, with a cannabis company, a really big, um, awesome company that's doing groundbreaking things with just in in that industry and so i think that dynamic from her going to or like from big pharma to cannabis is just a really uh, neat transition. So we might have to get her on the podcast here. But essentially, she looks at hundreds of thousands of resumes. I'm sure she's seen so many. And I sent my resume over to her. I had some real juicy impact bullets on there. I I have taken my time to revamp my resume, y'all, and I'm really proud of it. And That's so I awesome. sent it. To, yeah, I sent it to her to get some feedback. And she responded, she's like, honestly, I wouldn't change a thing. And she's like, I rarely say that, but – and that's verbatim, like what she said in the email. And obviously, yeah, just tailor it to each each job that you apply to if there's like specific bullets that maybe aren't relevant. But I have done so much research on like writing the best resume and networking and, mm. and all of that stuff, and I, I felt like hearing that from her felt great. That being mm. said <laughs> – I, another uh, segue into a mini story, because I've heard that essentially like the days of just applying online to a company and a role that you see and landing a job or even landing an interview for that matter, those days are pretty much long gone. Like you need.
0: Yeah, it's about building relationships. Yes, yes, you need
1: to. If y'all do not have a LinkedIn, make sure you have a LinkedIn, start networking, like be a thought leader. Don't like build your network when you don't need it so that when you do need it, it's there and it can work in your, like to your advantage, but you're not just using people during the time that like you need something. So, and, and be willing to help others too, when you're not in need, like if somebody were to reach out to me and be like, Hey, I am really curious about your role at face or (laughs) <laughs> at a big tech company that I work at. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you could say it. I'm a contract. It's not like I'm actually employed directly through the company. But so anyways, uh, if somebody were to reach out and just like want to learn more, I'm you know, happy to connect with people and and just give them my insight and whatnot. But there's definitely a, a good way to go about doing that. And there's a like, be mindful of people's time. Not everybody has hundreds of hours per week to dedicate to walking people through every aspect of their roles. But that being said, build your network when you don't need it. So this girl had actually posted about a role at another tech company and she does the same type of role at that company, but she was just essentially like, hey, we're looking for another some sort of, <laughs> I guess I could say a product marketing manager role. And she's like, if you or anyone else is interested, please reach out. So I connected with her. I reached out. I sent her like a personal, personal message just saying, hey, I'm really interested in this. Is there um, anything specific in terms of applying that I, I should do. I'm like I'm looking toward like to pivot towards something along this this type of role. And with just my experience in the past two almost two years at a, a, a big tech company, I think it was absolutely there were a bunch of transferable skills. She did say up front that, hey, they are kind of looking for somebody who does have former like product marketing manager experience, but she's like, I could see how, how your skills are transferable. So I was like, great, I'll apply, you know, it doesn't hurt to give it a shot. And she gave me her direct link to apply, which would essentially show the recruiter that I came from like a referral from her. So I applied on Friday. <laughs> and i it was 12:59 p.m. when i submitted the application and not even 30 minutes later did i get a rejection email saying We've considered your qualifications and are deciding not to move forward with you during this process. Good luck. I thought this
0: story had such a... a I was
1: like, 30 (laughs) minutes? I have never in my entire career had a company make a decision so quickly. I was like, they must really know what they want. But the fact that I used her link to apply and all of that stuff, I was just... Well, here it goes. This is the month of... It's going to be a next, like, I hope it doesn't last two months of not ha- landing something. I hope it doesn't last six months. I don't know. <laughs> Being a podcast host might become my full-time job. <laughs> we'll see.
0: You 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 built me up for that one. I was like, yeah, she's I'm going like, she reached know, out
1: and
0: we scheduled the Yo. interview. <laughs> Bree's like, no, actually, rejected me. 30, 30 minutes, minutes later. I
1: was like, can we not? <laughs> oh, my gosh. So you know it's, it's, all it is. it's all good it is it's
0: okay you you live and you learn and the good thing about it is that now you have that relationship exactly. with her exactly she's giving you that feedback and yeah I, i've always been told like if you're gonna reach out to a mentor to always just you know yeah like you said be mindful of the time and have like an ob- objective in mind specifically what you need their help with other than just kind of like hey can we just sit up and yeah. just chat right, you know, chat right. it out like you know, people are busy, especially during this time when jobs are in such yeah. demand. So whether that is in your case, you needing help with mm-hmm. the resume, or you need a job, or you just, you know, want to get feedback in terms of career, because some people transition from one career to another. And, you know, you might just want to get feedback on what it's like to work in that specific industry. The cannabis industry is popping. Oh, yeah. like, yeah. I think I read an article like Jay-Z recently started a a venture fund specifically oh, cool. for, yeah, BIPOC businesses that are that are getting into that that line of work, which yeah. is really awesome. Because if you think about, like, you know, so many people that have they're in, you know, jail right, right now because mm-hmm. of weed. It's you know sounds so silly in the grand scheme of thing. Now that different states right. have passed legislation, thing mm-hmm. that is legal. Yeah, so it's really cool yeah. to see that people being able to. To so get into business yeah. doing that. But yeah, yeah. I so digress. it
1: was kind of discouraging being that it was my first job application. But at the same time, I was kind of like, you know what? At least I found out now versus them stringing me along for a month and me being hopeful that anything would happen. But yeah, there was just kind of a funny story. I'm not too discouraged. You know, I, I think like I continue making those connections and we'll see what happens. Hopefully during the next few weeks or month or so i'll have an update in terms of next step's career wise but i'm excited i'm excited nonetheless and yeah so other than that busy okay. wrapping things up in my current role and and making sure that the team is you know just taken care of before i head out you know whatever i can do <laughs> do for the team now um, to prepare them for success. You know, they're continuing to grow. So I'm just excited, excited exactly. to see what happens there. But I'm excited for myself, too, in terms of whatever adventure. What yeah, yeah, oh, for yeah, sure. exactly. So change is good. Exactly. All right, cool. Anything else on that front? No, no. Okay.
0: it's ready to get into this podcast. What are we talking about today?
1: Today we are touching on marriage in partnerships. We're going to dive into, essentially, Lynn, how you and I both met our partners, and we'll tap into different struggles, communication, boundaries, how we've made it work. We've been together with with our husbands, at least in any whatever form of that relationship goes um, for quite a while, and individuality within relationships, so... We are not experts at this. This is just kind of our stories and advice just from our personal experiences. But, you know, take that as you will. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Do you want to start off with how you met yeah, Mario? Let's, yes, let's, tell us all the things. Let's get into
0: this. Let's get into <laughs> this. Uh, yeah, where did I meet Mario. First time I met Mario was actually ninth grade of Clark, uh, Clark Central is, is the name of our high school, but ninth grade of high school. Oh my gosh! And we were in language arts, and what was her name? I think Miss B.G. Moore. Shout out to Miss B.G. Moore if you're still out there teaching and changing kids' lives. Um, that was like one of my favorite classes. So we were we were part of her class, and he was sitting behind me actually with a group of friends, and they were just like. You know, being class clowns, just not paying attention. <laughs> and he, it's funny because now he tells this story. He says that he thought that like, because the teacher hadn't came in yet and he thought that I was the teacher. I did not look that old. <laughs> wow. um, and he was like, no, well, you were just like really mature. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> but yeah, we met in ninth grade and yeah, actually him and I had mutual friends and I actually dated one of the, those mutual friends for a little bit, like our 10th grade year and then that didn't work out and Maria and I still were really good friends and talked on the phone and just he was just such a a fun person to be around and just very non-judgmental and just a really cool cool kid uh, I was more of the social butterfly just very outspoken <laughs> Very involved in all the different extracurricular activities. Class president. I played volleyball. Just, you know, very involved.
1: Oh yeah, I forgot you were you were class yeah, president, yeah, right? I and I was also class president. Yeah. I think we touched on that yeah. in one of our.
0: <laughs> Shout out to the high school That's class so presidents. And I actually, um, <laughs> I actually served student government in college as well. So uh, I continue that after high school. But yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I was just very engaged with with the student body. Uh, population, other students. And he was just quiet and very into his work. Uh, it wasn't until what sophomore year of college that I came across him in our hometown where originally our high school was. And we were just at the grocery store and he walked past me and I'm like, okay, that he looks familiar. It's almost like when you see someone that looks familiar, but you're not really sure if that's who the person you actually saw. So I was like, I think I remember him. I just don't know if that's who I'm thinking it is because at this point he had lost like a ton of weight and like he had really long hair and um, I wasn't sure. So I was like, but regardless, that dude is fine. Like, damn. But anyway, yeah, so I had phoned up a, a close friend of ours and was like, you know, is Mario in town or, you know, X, Y, Z? And he was like, yeah, he gave me his number. And I reached out to him and we just we kicked it off just like it was high school over again.
1: Wait, what, what, how did you reach out? Were you just like, hey, Mario, I think I saw pretty you in the store the other day?
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Exactly. So yeah, I was just like, oh, it's, it's, you know, it's so cool to see you. And I thought that was you, but I wasn't sure. He was like, yeah, same here. I thought that was you, but I wasn't sure. Like so, yeah, we did the whole long distance phone thing for a little bit because I was actually at a school in Savannah and he at the time was at the University of Georgia. So we just did the long distance phone thing for a little bit. And then he officially asked me out in 2006, the fall of 2006. So
1: how far, I guess, in terms of distance for those that aren't aware of Georgia geographically? Yeah.
0: Well, at, well, yeah. So the University of Georgia is actually in my hometown of Athens, Georgia. And I was going to school in Savannah. I believe Savannah is like four hours from Athens. Okay. Yeah, like four hours. I don't know what that is, a mileage, but I know it's a long-ass drive because I used to drive it all the time. And I was like, gosh, am I ever going to get there? But yeah, so it's like a four-hour trip. But anyway, him and I, we did that, the long-distance things, and then he asked me out fall of 2006. And yeah, and then we got married in 2010. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we got married in Syracuse, New York. I love Syracuse. Will always have a place in my heart. Yeah, and we are here. So, yeah, we've been together for 15 years. We've been married for 10.
1: Oh, my gosh. Wait, so you got married in, you said, 2010.
0: Yep. So this year would be 11 years. 11 years.
1: Yeah. Oh. In July. What month did you guys get married?
0: What's your- July. July 10th. Well, July 7th. Ooh, he's going to hear this and be like, You almost screwed up our date. July (laughs) seventh.
1: July. What happens after 10 years?
0: (laughs) I I said tenth because it was 2010. So July seventh, 2010. There you go.
1: Okay. Okay. All right. Well, that's crazy. But adorable. And I hear
0: you and Matt actually knew each other in high school as well, right?
1: High school, yeah. Oh my gosh. We met. Sorry, I've got a little bit of allergy issues as well. So if I clear my throat annoyingly. That's why. I should have tea. Lynn has tea for y'all. Like we, we don't have a video recording of our, our podcast, but we can see each other. And yeah, she's sipping on some tea and it sounds delicious. So I might have to <laughs> just take a break and go get some tea. But yes, freshman year of high school, which was 2004. I was 14. He was 14. Oh, my God. Oh my god. Now I feel old. Um so yeah, freshman year of high school and we sat next to each other in math class. And I just like you am extremely extroverted just a ca- like a chatty Cathy, all that stuff. And I probably tried to, you know, just talk to him at like randomly at certain points, but he was just he didn't really talk to girls. he was just scared. <laughs> he was not as extroverted as me. I'm sure like we maybe had conversations here and there, but I don't rem- remember anything too too crazy. and then just throughout high school, we were involved in similar extracurriculars with music, so both in choir. Oh, well, eventually he joined choir and I was in choir all, anything that had to do with singing, I was, I was doing that. I sang for our jazz band too. And he played saxophone in our jazz band. Uh, amazing saxophone. Oh, I used to play sax. There, there we go. Know. <laughs> yeah, he went to college full ride scholarship yeah for saxophone the Saxophone, so, that's awesome i didn't know that yes yes um whether he can play it right now or not is another question it's been a hot minute but we've we've still got the saxophone it's, it's in the you closet. guys should
0: do like a <laughs> christmas album where I know. <laughs> he's like playing the sax and you're
1: singing oh my god that'd be, so <laughs> that'd be so awesome might have to try that uh he's gonna have to brush up on his skills but We'll see. We'll see what happens. You never know. Never say never. And so we we're just, like, involved in similar things, but never, I, at least in my mind, it never, like, crossed my mind to, like, date him. And and then I got into, like, kind of a long-ish term relationship throughout college um, and then broke that off. We were just kind of going going different directions and a uh, great guy, but just didn't see our, ourselves together long-term. Um, and then i randomly in my first job out of college um I was sitting at my desk one day and got like this random message on facebook and it was from matt and he's like hey what's up like i should i should probably look at our our facebook messages and see what exactly he said but it was something along the lines of like hey haven't talked to you in a while what have you been up to and i guarantee he probably sent this our joke is that he sent this to like 20 other girls oh man at the same time, um, yeah. just to see like who'd respond but he was in afghanistan at the time so he's a marine and or was a marine and once a marine always a marine
0: shout out to the soldiers out there
1: yeah and so he was in Afghanistan at the time, and I'm sure I had posted something on Facebook and it just kind of came across his feed. And so he's like, I'll reach out. And so then we just kind of talked on and off. It wasn't like I was thinking anything of that because he was based when he wasn't uh, deployed, he was based in California and I was in Wisconsin at the time. And so eventually I had been recording some music with a friend, and the guy that was actually doing our like the producing of, of the music for my other friend, he and I ended up becoming friends. And he was like a little brother to me, but he was just very talented musician and uh, really talented at, at producing music. And I knew I wanted to get out of Wisconsin. And this was in 20, 2012, leading into 2013. And so eventually we we're just like, why don't we move to California? And just see what happens. And so this was okay a different other guy that's a friend. So we ended up renting a two-bedroom place in Sherman Oaks in California. We moved out there without even visiting. But since he did music production, it made sense. I was going not for music, not to be in entertainment, but I wanted to get a job in marketing because that's what I majored in. And so we moved out there September of 2013. But The day that we had decided that we're going to move out there was like in May or June of 2013. And on that day that we decided we were going to move out there, I reached out to Matt and I was like, hey, you're going to have a friend out in California. I was like, I don't know how far your base is from like Sherman Oaks. And it turns out to be like three and a half hours, (laughs) like driving distance. And Um, I was like, "Well, you have a friend-ish kind of in the vicinity," and ever since that day, we talked every day on the phone. Um, And so it was funny because we kind of got to know each other from.
0: So, how long was the time between he initially reached out to you to when you finally made it out to Cali?
1: So, when he had first reached out, it was probably January of. Do I want to say 2012? Maybe this is. No, I graduated in 2012. Okay, so January of 2013 is when he probably reached out-ish around then. I might have the timing on this all wrong. I'm gonna have to get those dates from. He probably doesn't even remember, but it was like (laughs) in the winter of 2012, 2013. And then when I had reached back out, it was probably May or June of 2013 that I was like, "Hey, you're gonna have a friend in California." And then we started talking every day, and then we moved. Uh, my friend and I moved out to California in September of 2013, and Matt came to visit me in person that weekend, and we just hit it off. Yeah, I guess the rest is history. So, yeah. so yes. Then we started. Well, I told him initially when I moved out there, I was like, I'm not here to like for you. I'm here to get a job. <laughs> and I was like, otherwise, I'm not going to be here for very long because I won't be able to afford it. So he respected that. He was cool with that. Um, I mean, he was three and a half hours that away, anyways. So it was like something long distance as it as it was. But I ended up getting a job in October of like a month. Yeah, it was like a month ish later, a month and a half later, which felt like forever. And I feel like I blew through money. And I'm I am like great at budgeting, but money goes so much quicker in California, especially oh, as like yeah. a recent living grad. Living it's not like I was making that much money anyways, leading up to that. But I, I, I did save. Um, it's just, yeah, cost of living so much more expensive and gas. Oh my gosh. So yeah, we just ended up Hitting it off. And then when I landed the job, I was like, okay, now it can be official. And so, <laughs> and so then it Girl became had her priorities. Yeah. At like... She had her priorities together. <laughs> I was like, sorry, I'm not here for you. You're cute, <laughs> You're cute and all, but that's not what I'm all here for. So, yes. Then it was October when we officially like made it facebook official october of 2013 then you know dated throughout the years we moved from california to austin texas in 2015 and i uh, have been in austin ever since we got married last year november we did a zoom Wedding? Uh,
0: I wish you had like a button that allows cheers to kind of <laughs>
1: collectively
0: come about. Let's clap for Yeah, Thank you. <laughs> congrats, congrats. I was actually present for yes. that.
1: Yes, you were. Yeah. And so that was, you know, it was something... That we had talked about for such a long time because we'd been together for so long and you get family that's always asking, well, when are you guys going to get married? When are you going to get married? And it's like, well, maybe we don't want to. Maybe we're just happy with being partners for life. I don't know. Like, <laughs> But I've just never been that person that's dreamt of their wedding since they were little and like cared yeah. about a dress or a ring. Yeah. I just never, ever did and no. still don't. For those that do, that's awesome. That's great. I love attending weddings and eating the food. Absolutely. <laughs> Please invite me. You guys can invite Lynn and I to be your guests. Okay. We're here. We're here to support y'all. But it just wasn't something I'd, I never really wanted to have a big wedding.
0: Same here. Mario and I had a really low key wedding. Yeah. yeah. We did the same thing you did. We went right to the courthouse yeah. and we actually found our nicest pieces that we own in terms of clothing which was like this blouse that was given to me by like a hand-me-down from my cousin mario had like this v-net like <laughs> it wasn't a t-shirt it was but it kind of looked like a t-shirt it was like you know like those gap collar looking yeah. shirts. they're like lived in though <laughs> um, yeah. i mean just like yeah we we had nothing during yeah. this time yeah um, and uh yeah, we just went with a yep. friend and my sister and we were like, Yeah, we're doing this. And Solid. we yeah, we went to our favorite restaurant afterwards.
1: Yep, that's yeah. <laughs> so Matt's mom was actually able to attend. She was coming down here because um uh, Matt was leaving for training for air traffic control, actually the day after we got married. Yeah. So she was able to come down and she we told his parents basically the weekend or two weekends before and Really only my dad knew on our side of the family until we got confirmation essentially from the courthouse that like, well, we got the marriage certificate and then we scheduled to to go in and then we got confirmation literally the day before we were set to get married. They were like, yeah, you can do Zoom. And so we coordinated with family and friends as much as we could just the 24, hour, not even 24 hours in advance to get some people on the call literally half the people were at work or working from home and able to tune in then but yeah one of matt's cousins she's a nurse and she was like she held off to have her lunch break until we got we had our our ceremony so she could watch and eat her lunch at the same time it's just super cute so yeah it was perfect for us and then we had a photographer there to do some pictures around the courthouse yeah beautiful after, photos. yeah right. afterwards so uh, it just was nice it was perfect for us and um, I still need to send thank you cards. We weren't expecting anything in terms of like getting gifts from people. But of course, family sent um, lots of checks, which we're very thankful for. And, you know, we didn't spend a bunch on the wedding. So it's not like we're out thousands of dollars, which is a nice thing. I spent $100, on my, 97 on my dress. And then I got my hair and makeup done. And we, I think the most we spent was on the photographer um yeah. which was worth it but hey it works for us and yeah. do what works for you yeah and then i have one of those quail quailo rings quello right quailo rings yeah um, mario
0: has one too yep. he has the white one
1: yeah i have a white one and it's great because i work out every not every day but like five days a week i'm very active and it's i i'd be scared to wear a metal ring i follow some like medical instagrams where people's ring fingers get degloved because of accidents involving their wedding rings and i'm so scared i'm so scared wow. to like well, just
0: scare me then Bray. thanks a lot
1: oh uh, it's terrifying <laughs> so i yeah i really like, refuse to wear a real wedding ring anyways and i just like i don't wear jewelry and yeah. so it's weird i had to really get used to wearing even like the quello i am not saying that right but Quello ring, but it's great. It's, I still can't wear it all the time because it actually, I end up having kind of like an allergic reaction to it. So I only wear it if I'm really going out. It's weird. My skin's sensitive, whatever. So yeah, yeah that's, that's what we did. Um, and then the next day drove up to Oklahoma City <laughs> because Matt, um, has been essentially in training ever since we got married. So people are like, oh, how's, Married life and I'm like, well, it's different because my husband's not here
0: <laughs>
1: so you know just we'll see what <laughs> no it's still good um, it was it's like weird and funny to like call each other husband and wife um, that's a little bit different, but... <laughs> but yeah, so we've known each other gosh, since 2004, 16, 17 years, more than half of our lives because yeah, we're both 30 both 30 right now we've known each other since 14 we've been married married for like three months um (laughs) but but been together since october of 2013 so over seven years it's just crazy it flies by but but yeah i'm excited to dive into juicy you know out of respect for our partners it's like we we don't share everything you know whatever we feel kind of comfortable sharing in terms of this podcast but just it's not always easy and and I think that hearing other people talk about it um I do listen to like some relationship podcasts and and seeing like my parents struggle in the past with relationships or like divorce multiple times or whatever the case may be and not only my parents but like that it is a common thing just in general divorce and and i don't think i don't know i don't i hope that people don't get too hard on themselves for when those when they decide to make those decisions and either separate or whatever it's like it's it's part of life and as long as you feel like you're doing the best decision for you and you're getting out of something that doesn't like no longer serves you uh, which we'll get into in another podcast episode but i think it's i don't know Yeah,
0: within a relationship comes struggles. Absolutely. Um, And I can tell you being married for, what, going on 11 years this Mm -hmm. year and being with that same partner for, what, like 15? And knowing that same partner for, what, 20 or a little over 20 years, um, it comes with struggles. That is just... (laughs) If there are any perfect marriages out there, feel free to write in, send us what you're doing. That makes it so perfect. Please comment right. on Instagram posts, wherever you can find us, please let us know how you did it because mm-hmm. it, it is just something that doesn't happen Yeah, um, because it's you're two different individuals. You come with your own stuff, you know, whether that's good or bad. And thankfully for my situation, I've been knowing, Mario since we were kids. Um, I think that made it an easy transition to being in a relationship with him and then being married. But I would say starting out like in our relationship, really the struggles were around money, financial.
1: That's like one of the biggest.
0: Yeah. Financial stuff. Just because when him and I, when we started dating, we were, he was still in college. We were both still in college. I actually took a break. So I, I graduated college a little bit later, but there was a period where I wasn't in school and I was working. And then there was a period where I was laid off. And, you know, he graduated college in 2008. That was, you know, the last recession when kids out of college couldn't find a job at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we went from having our own place to like, oh, we don't have money. Like, what are we going to do? And it just wasn't a situation. Where we could go stay with parents, unfortunately, um, I know some people can do that, but that just wasn't in the cards for us. So we had to get crafty, we had to get creative in how you know how how is it that we were going to survive. And so what we did was actually Maria was talking with someone on campus uh, about this program called AmeriCorps. And we had never heard of it. Now we had heard of Peace Corps, but we never heard of AmeriCorps. And he's like, yeah, I think I'm going to I'm going to apply because I've I've applied like he he was even considering applying to some local restaurants around the area, which, again, is, is no. You do what you got to do. You do what you got to do. Um, But he really wanted to he was like, you know, if it comes to that, then I'm I'm going to at least open up my eyes to opportunities outside of the small town that I live in, or even this, let alone the state, which I think was a really, a really good idea for us. Cause you know, some people don't, you know, they, they want to stay near whatever reason they want to stay near parents, near family, just near home, you know? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes they, I'll just be honest, you, you, you limit your opportunities in that way, because, you know, obviously if you cast a larger net, you will, you know, land on different opportunities than just what is around you in close proximity. Yeah. So for us, that was outside of our small town, and so anyway, we we applied to uh, Americorps. We both did, and we were like, okay, whoever gets you know a callback, we're just gonna go with it because like they're they're gonna station. So Americorps is different from Peace Corps in this, in the sense that you're stationed domestically, whereas with Peace Corps, you're stationed globally, like internationally, like different countries. Um, you're still living you know, below or at the poverty line, because they want you to be immersed in what's going on and and to be close to the ground of the community in which which you're serving. Uh, So they're similar in that way. So anyway, I actually got the call back. I got the call back first, call back from three different sites. I got one, a call back from a site out in Santa Cruz. uh, And then I got a call back from a site in Greeley, Colorado, and then Syracuse, New York. And the only reason we decided to go to Syracuse was because we only had enough gas to make it uh like enough gas money to oh make it uh to to Syracuse and then there was like this big fear like we our first choice was it was Cali all day like we wanted to go to California that was where we wanted to be yeah but we were like for one we didn't have the money and then for two it was like oh my god can you imagine like us driving this old ass car through Death Valley like Gosh, what if it breaks down? Like, what we do? Like, we had all these like horror <laughs> stories. <laughs> of, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre
1: is, like yeah. literally the only thing that-
0: <laughs> or like the what is it, Bates Motel? Like, I'm Bates horrible Motel. with names.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm
0: horrible with names, but I think it's probably like like you don't want to be that person, right? Like, we had like the worst ideas about like what would happen. So, anyway, we ended we landed on Syracuse and we end up going. To, Similar to you, sight unseen, uh, we had actually sent money to this guy uh, on Craigslist for this apartment. We had no, we we didn't even know if we were going to get scammed out of our money. We didn't know what the hell we were doing. Oh my gosh! And we were able to, you know, get our funds together together to uh to leave, and we got on the road. And we, I think I told this story before about like how we even had a flat tire in the middle of the night and we didn't even have any quarters or anything to, to get air. And then all of a sudden the damn air machine just comes on. I'm like, okay, that's a sign from God. Oh my gosh. We are on the right path. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we showed up at this place. It was disgusting. It was, it was disgusting. And uh, we had to like clean it up. And that was our first night there. And the rest was history. We, we really, you know, solidified our, how can I say this? We created a community, I should say, in Syracuse with working with AmeriCorps and our family, the Kwanzaa Village Garden, which is a, a, a community urban farm that we helped get started on the south side of Syracuse. And we really formed a, a community around those folks because we were, we were doing the hard work. You know,
1: were you both working for Americorps? Or yeah,
0: you... so so by the so I got the call right, and so I started my gig, my Americorps gig, and and then Americorps called him like two weeks later, okay, gotcha. uh, and so he was stationed in Syracuse as well at the Syracuse Community Health Center. So the project that he was working on was really to promote. Uh, health awareness for diabetic patients who were non-compliant in the sense that they weren't coming in to get their medications. Mm -hmm. And so they really wanted to go door to door to see how these people were doing and making sure that they were okay. Yeah, And uh, so he kind of spearheaded that project. Uh, And then I was working at Syracuse Cooperative Federal Credit Union, which is a community development credit union in Syracuse. And they they are just the best. Any city that I move to, I always try to see what credit unions are in the area. And credit unions are great. They do good work. I just, I feel like the work that Syracuse Community Federal Credit Union, the work that they've done is just a match to any other credit union I've ever seen in terms of their level of being immersed in the community and being on the ground. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about going into like some of the rougher areas and just and setting up You know, areas that are unbanked, right? Like when you think about banking, you you have you just have a population of people that are unbanked. They don't have access to a checking account. I know that sounds like it in this day and age it, it wouldn't be a thing but it is and mm-hmm. so they would they they go into these areas and set up shop and yeah and then this was during 2008 where people were like going under with for, foreclosures and things like that so we were just really in the community helping folks with financial counseling and i did a lot of their marketing and facilitated a lot of their classes so okay. Yeah. So that was really cool. And so during that time though, the struggle was real, like finances were tight and you know, it really like when you, when, when you are low on funds like that and you're with someone, it it really shows whether or not that person is loyal. I'll be honest. Like if you, if you're with someone that's willing to sit next to you and eat beans and rice, which Mm -hmm. is, which (laughs) was the situation for us many times, like that's the key. Right, yeah. that's a keeper. Yeah. Um. And so, like, you know, of course, there are fights, you know, but through it all, the big thing is communication and really, yeah, finding a compromise, not losing yourself by enemies, but being mm-hmm. able to find a compromise where, you know, you you operate on a level of harmony that is yeah. that is conducive for both of you. So, yeah.
1: yeah. And at the end of the day, it's like you're there for each other exactly. and there to support exactly. each other. You're in it together. So. <laughs> So, yeah, I love that. Yeah. And I would say, in terms of struggles with Matt and I, I'm always, I feel like he gets very content because I grew up moving around a lot and it's just kind of, easy for me to pick up and go somewhere new. And I think he had he definitely didn't want to stay in California. I don't know if he really its not like he didn't want we definitely chose Austin together. But it was either like we were gonna go to Colorado or Texas and kind of decided on Austin because some family and friends said that they thought it would be a good fit for us. We were both active. He was doing personal training. And and yeah, then I landed a, a job with a startup. But I think One of the biggest struggles initially was him getting out of the Marines and kind of reintegrating into the world. (laughs) What do they call that? But essentially, it's hard for people who serve the country, who are in the military in some way, shape or form, and... Getting back civilian life, like reintegrating to civilian life, can be really hard because a lot of times in the military you have a lot of things set up for you, and especially if you're like he was in the infantry with the Marines, and they really coordinate everything. The only thing you have to pay for is like your cell phone bill if you want that, and maybe. <laughs> that's kind of it. (laughs) I mean, they take care of so much like you you have housing, you travel and they are paying for it. I mean, if you're deployed, (laughs) not like it's vacation traveling, they get to enjoy it a little bit depending where you're deployed to. But I think that was a hard transition for him to figure out, Oh, what do I want to do? And for me to be patient with that, Because in my mind and just growing up, it was always like, oh, you have to get a, like, you've got to get a degree in order to be successful. And so that was what I thought he also had to do. And I projected a lot of that onto him. And it was something where I was like, well, you have a GI bill. Just get a degree in anything. You know, it's paid for. Why wouldn't you? That was my perspective. But I never really asked him, oh, well, do you want to do this or or like what what do you want to do and and I think I tried it's not like I totally ignored any notion of what he wanted to do I was just trying to think of different things that he may want to do. And so we knew that Austin had a really big tech focus here, a lot of companies um, in that realm. So we're like computer science. And so he started going to a community college while he was personal training. And then he realized math was not his forte, and that that would not be a good path for him long term. And I think he, you know, at points tried to hide anytime he would struggle with that from me, because you're taught in the military to internalize every little thing and sharing feelings is not something that you do. He also grew up as an only child, so I think that internalizing was just something that was natural for him to do. And so that's kind of where we struggled because it was like I didn't see his struggles and I like I wanted to understand how I could help, but I couldn't because he never shared any of that with me. So that was one of our biggest struggles was really like having that open communication. I think he felt he always had to please me and do anything that I either said or, or voiced an opinion on. And I was like, No, <laughs> you like need to voice your opinion if it's different. I was like, I care. I care absolutely what your opinion is. It's we're both in this relationship. It's not just me. So please, if you're if you don't agree, let's talk about it. Let's talk through it and, compromise and And come up with something and both be happy. And so eventually just understood that school just wasn't his thing. And that, you know, I had to be okay with that. Because. I did put pressure on him. I was like, well, I don't see us really being together. If you, if I don't have somebody that's motivated and going to school. I was so naive. Savage, in that savage. I was so naive because I was like, well, that's what you need to be successful. What are you going to do if you don't get a yeah, degree? For sure,
0: for sure. <laughs> and I
1: was just so naive to that concept of, well, he can do lots of other things. It's just a matter of what he wants to do. And, and that was a really big learning for me and just being supportive of that. And so turning it around and being like, you know what, I understand we are not the same people. And like, maybe I did well in school, but it's just not your thing. And you'll find eventually what that is. And so he ended up getting a, a job with UPS um, as a supervisor, and then eventually ended up applying for a government job with the Federal Aviation Administration FAA and for air traffic control because we have a friend who is in DC that does air traffic control and he ended up talking to us about those roles and so Matt tested into that he got best qualified he took a psychological eval there's gosh they just do a ton of evaluations on it, it took him over a year to get into the academy from Ooh. the day that he applied, it takes such a long time and all the paperwork, gosh, I mean, like in hundreds and 1000s of people apply for these roles every year, but he finally got into the academy during a pandemic, it was delayed multiple months. And so the day after we got married, he um I was like, you know what, this is your thing. I am not holding you back from achieving this amazing goal and something that just seems to really be naturally easy for him.
0: And just imagine... If you weren't like leading with grace on that and just giving him that space and you're like, you know what, if you don't have this put together, this ain't gonna work. Like, I mean, just imagine that, like that blessing just would have just went right past you and you probably would have regretted that. Because now he's figured it out and it works out for him, right?
1: It's an amazing career opportunity and he is in school now, but like it's, you know, a little bit different. It's a little bit more hands-on. It's a very short term, like mm, usually it's closer to four-ish months, four or five months, but they did some at-home uh, basics training online. And then he went to the academy for more of the lab work and stuff that they have to learn actually at the location in, in Oklahoma City. But yeah, it's like one of those things where people give up on relationships yeah. or be like, oh, "Well, you're not where I, you yes. where I want you to be. And so bye. And that's fine. Like That's fine. Like everybody's different. And so like, if that's what you want, you know what you want great. But you could be limiting yourself from growing together with somebody. Are you perfect? Like, look inside yourself. Like, are you where you want to be too? Like, like, are you also
0: be realistic? Be realistic, right? Like, be realistic. Not Not everyone's gonna be perfect. Like, yeah. So so good for you.
1: So yes, it, it was something that I'm thankful that we were able to get through together. And I, even during this time, like this, this role isn't guaranteed in terms of him graduating and getting it and all that stuff. But I come at it in terms of supporting him from an entirely different ways. Instead of me saying like, we have to pass the Academy and you have to be perfect at this. Uh, no, <laughs> I feel like that's actually not a very supportive environment and that puts a lot of pressure on somebody and maybe anxiety you know imagine if somebody was telling you like well you have to be perfect at this even Mm -hmm. though they're not doing it themselves absolutely but you know what do your best in there i'll love you no matter what i support you and you know you're gonna do great and 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 if for whatever reason He doesn't pass his final evals. That's okay. There's always something else. And it's just a matter of how you overcome setbacks in that sense. And you need to have somebody supportive there for you instead of somebody saying, well, you're not good enough. And if you have someone in your life that's, oh, well, you're not good enough or like you're never up to their standards, you should walk away because that's clearly not a very like supportive person in your life. And if they're not going to be that person for you, then you deserve better be with somebody who amps you up and despite any setbacks or shit that happens it's thrown your way you know be there Appreciate for that person so so yeah i think that just helped me grow individually and understand that he just needed a different form of support in that way and communication it goes back to communication yep. like yes. and and him being more comfortable and having a safe space understanding that even if he doesn't agree with something that I'm saying he has that safer space and like that voice in our relationship, which he should, and everyone should be able to have those tough conversations with their partners.
0: No judgment zone.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, I would, I would definitely say what, so yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on that. In terms of how you and I have made it work, definitely feel free to go into that. I, I just want to point out in terms of communication though, cause you brought that up. Yeah. Um, With Mario, he is a okay. I need a second, right? And I hate that. (laughs) Like, if I'm in the thick of it, I want to hash it out, right? Like, yeah. And
1: he's like, people need to process it
0: exactly. And that took a minute to learn, right? Because Mm -hmm. I think it also comes from our our backgrounds and our and our upbringing. Like, if you come up in a family with siblings and parents where that is the dynamic, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you're very direct and you hash things out. Like you tend to carry those things over into your relationships. Right. And so that was new for me. So early on I had to, I realized, okay, yeah, this isn't working. He's shutting down, like in terms of communication and I need to figure out what, you know, what is going on. And it wasn't something that I took personally because I just figured it was, it was, Hey, you know, we don't, we're not the same people. We don't communicate the same way. And he, you know, was very upfront about it. He was like, yeah, like Sometimes I just need time to, like, process what is going yeah. on, right? So I needed to I needed to lead with grace. I needed to give him – my cousin always says that, like, shout out to Trina. Um, <laughs> she always talks about leading with grace and, and approaching things gracefully as, as much as you yeah. can. And really it's about empathy, right? You know, right. really empathizing with that. That individual, but yeah, so just me empathizing with him and that he needed that space, and that that has really worked for us Mm -hmm. um, in terms of communication. And he also understands, like sometimes there are things that we just need to hash out. There are things Mm -hmm. that we need to communicate, and so that that has really worked. Another thing. Um, and I know we want to go into boundaries. Right. Yeah. Another thing is setting those boundaries, especially for me being not only a wife, but also a mother. You have to set boundaries or else you, you will go absolutely insane. So for me, setting boundaries, what does that look like for me to me? That looks like carving out one to two hours a day of just me, my time. I have to have that. Mm-hmm. meaning like uninterrupted no kids knocking at my door my husband please don't come here asking me what what are we eating tonight like figure mm-hmm. it out <laughs> like i need that time just to get my thoughts and things in order or even just to maybe plan for the the following day right or even just if i want to sit here and binge watch on my favorite shows mm-hmm. i should be able to do that um but it's all about self-care we sometimes especially as women especially women out here who are are caregivers to maybe parents or your kids or whatnot we kind of get so caught up in caring for others and we don't really give that same nurturing and and caring to ourselves and so i cannot stress that enough and i know it's hard i am definitely someone who's a work in progress right like i i'm not an expert at it i'm figuring it out i'm learning something new every day right Mm -hmm. um with my situation in, in terms of being a mother and being a wife. But and now um, being
1: at home all the time. Yes, <laughs>
0: yes. All the time. And just trying to find. I mean, sometimes I have to go in, in the closet or like.
1: <laughs> just like I just need a moment. <laughs> yes.
0: Or my car. Like,
1: yeah. yeah. Or,
0: you know, I'm going to go for a drive, you know, even if it's just like, yeah. Go nowhere. Like, I just need that time. Right. So, yeah, yeah I would definitely. Say, create those boundaries. Another boundary that we've created in our relationship is our bedroom and our bed is like no phone zone. Please don't bring devices to the bed because like that's the time where, yeah, like now we're unwinding, you know, if you, you know, look, this is women unfiltered. So if you want to do (laughs) the do. <laughs> this is the time to do that. How can you get in that mood when you're on your that's phone, true. right?
1: <laughs> I bet. It, it totally takes away from intimacy. Like you just, if you're on your phone, you're not paying attention to your partner. Like,
0: exactly. How can you do? Exactly. How can you get to that space? Carve
1: out some of that time for one another.
0: Yeah. So that's a big one for me. So yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, you know, don't have kids, so I do not know what it is like to not have a moment to yourself for the day? Because I think Matt and I in the past have been pretty good at balancing that. We're not together 24-7. Even when the pandemic hit and we were both at home together all the time, I was in the office working a lot of the day and he'd be like, are you alive still? Are you, hello? (laughs) Uh, I should have been more mindful. (laughs) Okay, maybe we could go for a walk. We would always go and work out together though. So that's, That's I think-
0: That's a nice way to- Spend
1: time with each other. Yeah, the funny thing is we would just drive to go work out, but we would work out different things. So it's not like we were doing the same stuff. We're not that couple. Hey, if that is your your accountability buddy to get to the gym and do your workout at the gym. Great. Y'all do you. Yeah. Matt and I, we would definitely like it. he'd, he'd make our pre-workouts. I miss it. Cause he's gone now. So I have to make my own pre-workout. He was my pre-workout maker. And he'd just be like, come on, get away from your desk. Let's go work out. So we would go and do that. But yeah, so boundaries we haven't really had to set a ton of those. I would say in terms of finances or just, anything lean on your strengths in the relationship oh yeah lean on your strengths in the relationship because like i don't think it is something where the men always have to do the finances or whatever like i manage our finances because i'm good at it and i love to do that stuff it's just fun for me have those conversations. I've been listening to some financial podcasts. Set financial goals with one another. Talk about the finances. Matt has never been the greatest at finances, again, because the military paid for everything. And and so we've worked through some things there in terms of paying off credit cards and all that stuff. But just being more open about that and making it a comfortable conversation so that you can learn together and continue to grow and set yourself up for financial Success, whatever that means for you individually, but yeah, managing finances, I do that. But we do have our own; we have our separate accounts. We're just very open and transparent about that. I've always heard you
0: should, you should, and listeners, if you you know have heard something different, by all means, let us know. But I've heard us it, that you should always have your individual account. Your spouse should have their individual account, and then you should have an account, a joint account, essentially, where you put your money into that account. And yep. that is where the bills are paid from. Is that your strategy?
1: No, we Ooh, uh, okay. we, <laughs> we don't have any joint account. I honestly am like, why would we? We split everything almost evenly i mean there's definitely some bills that he pays or subscriptions that he just pays automatically or health insurance and stuff and then there's other ones that i pay so we're like it ends up evening out almost very closely but as far as mortgage goes we split that and some of the bigger stuff i'll just request the money from him and i'll make the payment but i'm i'm still learning about how best to optimize saving and retirement stuff and what that means during married life. This is our first year that we're going to file taxes as a joint couple. So that's a little bit different. So things might shift. We would absolutely still keep our own accounts, but maybe at some point we'll we'll create like a joint account. Again, we don't have kids either. So it kind of, I don't know. I'm still learning. I'm still learning all the things in terms of like- Maybe to bring should on a, a financial- planner
0: advisor I know there are a few out there the, uh, the budget Nista she's a really good one. I follow her on Instagram she's she's really good i I'm also old school when it comes to to finances as well so like I, I like to listen to Susan what's her name Susan Orman or Susie Orman? oh
1: yeah Susie Orman, yeah
0: I think I think that's her name um, she's a good source and then there's one here in Austin uh, what is it called I can't think of the name but I think her name is Allegra like the, the woman's name. But yeah, there are a few different advisors out there that have Instagram yeah. accounts that give some really, really good advice. But yeah, I've always with Mario and I, we do the three account thing.
1: Okay. Where, yeah, yeah.
0: And then we pull from our joint yeah. accounts. And then yeah. obviously we have our credit cards and Things like that and business accounts, right. but it's just easier for us to kind of divvy out just because we have so many expenses to divvy mm-hmm. out like what we do, but yeah, yeah. And, on whatever works for you, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think it's just kind of, and, and that, that changes, it, it shifts, you yep. know, as you, as life changes happen, like getting married, what does that look Kids.
0: like? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. And so the free retiree show, that's one awesome podcast that actually is a coworker of mine at the tech company, him and a few of his buddies are on there. And there's a financial planner that is part of that, that show. So they do career advice, they do financial advice, it's some really great content. So the free retiree show, and then the financial confessions, there's some great topics on that on that podcast as well and there's just really great resources out there that are free that y'all can really look into in terms of finances because like we kind of brought up earlier that is the leading cause of divorce is like financial arguments and struggles I think is at least one of the top
0: especially during this time the pandemic yeah. is te- it's testing a lot of relationships out here when it yeah. comes to finance you know
1: Yeah, so set goals together, talk about it, have a plan, and that way you can really hopefully mitigate any arguments that are to come. But yeah, and then other boundaries that I've had to set, I don't know, we kind of are really nicely balanced people in a relationship. Matt's very level-headed, and that calms me when I absolutely need it most because I – Can I you know, I've got a lot of energy, I can be at like level 1000 when I need to be I need to bring it down to like level 10. And so he's just always he's always a rock in my life that is absolutely there to support me. He's never held me back from doing anything. Um, He's always, always supported me in my random thoughts and ideas, which I couldn't ask for anything more really from somebody that I'm in a partnership with. And so that covers how we've made it work too. Yeah, like, we really yeah, balance each other true. and and not get we've haven't given up on each other. And that that's it is. takes two to make a relationship work long term, absolutely gone through really hard struggles before and and have come out better for it and grown with one another and you know, life is just interesting. It's a journey and you just got to I think it all goes back to communication. Yes. It does gotta talk to each other and there's not a one size fits all for relationships so stop comparing yourself to other Other
0: relationships
1: please stop it stop yeah especially highlight reels on social media (laughs) you just don't know you don't know what happens behind the scenes and not that it's bad for everyone that makes it look perfect but it's just if you're struggling talk to the person that you're in a relationship with look internally see and and Make sure you're doing things that make you happy. If you're not finding outlets for yourself, I think that is something that ends up putting pressure on the other person. It's not the other person's job to make you happy. You've got to make you happy. You've got to find those things that inspire you and light you up inside. And then you come together and you really are just a force to be reckoned with, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Any other, anything else? No, I think that's it, Brie. I think we okay. I think we covered everything. Yeah. I feel like we could talk for so much longer, yeah. But, yeah. but yeah, we'll wrap this up. We'll yeah. um, maybe do a part two at some point. For sure.
0: Yeah. Until another episode. Good night.
1: Thanks, y'all. Thank you for tuning into the Women Unfiltered podcast. Follow us on Instagram at women.unfiltered and stay up to date with new episodes and show notes at womenunfiltered.wtf. Don't forget to like, subscribe, review, and share this podcast with a friend. As always, our views and opinions expressed are our own and solely for informational and entertainment purposes and do not express those of our employers.